Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Welcome to the Think Unbroken podcast. I'm your host, Michael Unbroken, and this podcast is about helping trauma survivors let go of the past, overcome their fear, discover their identity, become the hero of their own story, and ultimately to be unbroken. Our goal in company is to bring on guests and experts in the fields of mental, physical, and psychological health to help you overcome the past, to take back your power. And in this podcast, we are unedited and unfiltered, and we're going to give it to you real so that you can start to create massive change in your life. If you're curious about learning more outside the podcast, you can get a free copy of my book, Think Unbroken, at book.thinkunbroken.com. That's book.thinkunbroken.com, where you can get a copy of my number one bestselling book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma. The most important thing that you can ever do, my friends, is show up for yourself, and that's where you are today. And I appreciate you. I have massive gratitude for you. And without further ado, let's get into the show. 
Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. Super excited for today's episode with my guest, Kevin Palmieri. Kevin is the co-founder of Next Level University, a podcast host, and a change maker in the world. Kevin, my man, what is going on? How are you today? Michael, I'll tell you the same thing I told you behind the scenes. I am living the dream, and I'm grateful for another opportunity to add value, contribute, and just you know be a good, good human being. That's the goal. I got a lot of respect for that. You know, I I come from chaos, and I remember this moment of looking at my life one day and going, you know what? Maybe if I'm just a good person, good things will happen to me. Mm. Not knowing that the measurement for good or bad was anything other than self-prescribed. Um, I'm curious. What does living the dream mean? Because people hear that in passing and I go, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so back in the day, so like you mentioned, I'm the co-founder of Next Level University. So we just crossed 725 episodes. Amazing. When, when I was seven episodes in and I was doing this by myself, one of the episodes I did was called Chase Your Effing Dreams. And it was about me at the time being miserable at this job I didn't like traveling all over the place, just trading in my time, energy, and sanity in some cases for a paycheck. In that episode, I talked about how my dream life would be to wake up when I want, go to the gym when I want, record amazing podcast episodes with amazing people, spend time with my friends, spend time with my family and my significant others, and to be my own boss. And here we are 700 and 18 episodes later. And now this is my full-time job where I get to coach people and I get to speak and I get to podcast. So for me, living the dream means living a life by design, living a life on purpose, living a life based on growth and contribution and fulfillment and based on the freedom of getting to do what I want when I want. And also just being able to change the world in a unique way that if you told me I'd be doing this six, seven years ago, I would have called you crazy. So it, I genuinely some days have to pinch myself to say like, I can't believe I get to do what I get to do. Um, but I have a kind of a saying to myself of don't forget how bad you wanted it before you had it. It's really easy to forget what it was like being broke and, and doing all those things. So you can't forget how bad you wanted it. You can't lose that hunger and you have to keep building that humility. Yeah, I love that. And and congratulations. Thank you know, you. I I say often I only do what I want to do and I don't do what I don't want to do. Mm. And and people don't understand that until they're able to do that for themselves. You know, I, I at 20 years old, I landed a job with a Fortune 10 company. No high school diploma, no college education, and I made six figures. I was miserable every single day. Yep. And and so so far in my life when I look at the times in which I was most miserable. It was always when I was doing things that I didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. When you think about that moment of having that podcast of being like, I want to build and create this dream life. There's, there's a certain level of, and maybe this is just me, but I'm curious of your thoughts. I think there's a certain level in which you have to, I don't want to say lie, but you have to convince yourself that you're capable of doing that. Mm. What was it like for you to, in the beginning of this idea, like at the crux of the idea, when you're like, you know what, I think I can do that. What was that experience like for you? It's interesting because I don't know that I ever did think I could do it. 
in this weird way, I was listening to one of your other episodes and you were talking about the importance of mentorship and you interviewed the co-founder and the co-host of our show, Alan. Alan has been with me since episode number 20 and Alan has instilled a level of belief in me that I didn't really have. So I think it's about surrounding yourself with people who believe in themselves enough to help you believe in yourself. And I just remember early on thinking that if I could get to this point, if I could become my own boss, if I could make money with podcasting, that life would be amazing. And like all of my life, not just Friday, not just Saturday, not just Sunday, I would really feel like I was doing what I was meant to do. And just for some context, Michael, I was a six-figure earner when I was 26 as well. And I know you were, you were younger than I, but I was very, very unhappy. And I was depressed. I was anxious. I was super self-conscious. My girlfriend ended up leaving me because I was so needy that I didn't want her to go chase her dreams. I wanted her to stay with me. So she left me and I had the craziest work year of my life. I was traveling up and down the East Coast of the US. Um, we worked on state and government buildings, making them more energy efficient. So we get to the end of that year and I had been on the road for 10 out of the 12 months. And we're not staying in nice hotels. Like this is, you know, cockroach, blood on the wall type hotels, not fancy. But I got to the end of the year and I opened my final pay stub. And my goal when I was in the pain, in the loneliness, of my girlfriend leaving me was I want to make six figures with no college degree as a kid who just statistically shouldn't be making that kind of money. And I did, I made six figures and I remember sitting at my table, like I'm sitting today and nothing changed. I opened that pay stub and I was still that insecure, scared, self-conscious boy really. And that's when I like really figured out like, okay, this isn't the the way, like the way isn't chasing money. That's when I originally started the podcast. So it took a certain level of pain for me where I was already in the mud when I started this show and it became my passion project. Like it does for many people. If you're watching and you're a podcaster and the job that brought me so much money and so much significance because I could buy nice things started taking away from the podcast. Right. I would literally, I had to be in New Jersey and I lived in Massachusetts. I would sleep in my bed from 10 p.m. till 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. and I would wake up and drive straight to New Jersey to the job site. Like I just wanted to be home. I just wanted to have a quote unquote normal life. And I was calling out, I was leaving the job site early. The people that were working with me were pissed because we were leaving hundreds of dollars on the on the table every day. And it got so bad, Michael, I'm sitting at the end of a hotel bed in a crusty room in New Jersey, and I'm lacing up my work boots, and I'd done this hundreds of times, cold morning, dark, just heavy, I don't want to do this. And the best way to explain it is it's like there's 10 televisions on in my head at the same time, and they're all on different channels. And one is saying, do you really think you can leave this job and find another one? Like, what will your parents think? What will your friends think? The biggest one for me, and this speaks to your point, do you really think you can have a successful podcast? And in that moment, Michael, I genuinely thought the best thing for me to end my problems was to end my life. And I was just rock bottom, trapped, stuck, 
and I texted Alan and said, Hey man, I'm going through it right now. Like I'm really going through it. And he said, Kev, you've changed so much over the last couple of years, but your circumstances, your surroundings, your environment hasn't. He talked me through it. And then I left that job three months later. So it evolved for me in a way of like, we call it the pain pleasure pendulum. The people who go all the way to hell no are usually way more likely to get all the way to hell yes. But it's that it's that middle ground of it's bad, but not bad enough to make a change where I think a lot of people get stuck. And I had seen rock bottom. I had seen the rock bottom basement. So when I saw that, I think that locked in belief of, of even if I don't make it to the level I want, it can't be as bad as this is. Yeah. And that's a hard conversation to have with yourself because a lot of those nights are restless nights, mm -hmm. head on the pillow, thinking about what could be, won't look at yourself in the mirror, stuck in this narrative that this is as good as life gets. And then you learn something really interesting about life. And that is that life is actually based on the choices that you make mm -hmm. that all start with the way that you think. And I'm glad you had that moment with Alan to, to help guide you through that. Because I say all the time, man, like there are 8 billion people on planet Earth and not a single one of them did anything great alone. And so as you head into that and you have that really what what is such an amazing experience, like I think about this sometimes and, and it perhaps might be a little off-putting and that's fine. I think that rock bottom is sometimes a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because I go and I look at my life at rock bottom, 350 pounds, smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, drinking myself to sleep, and I put a gun in my mouth. And I was like, okay, cool. So what's next? Well, 11 years later, I'm changing the world. I'm impacting lives. I'm doing the thing that I'm supposed to do. And so what I'm always thinking about is like, can you mitigate risk? Can you mitigate this idea that rock bottom ultimately becomes the catalyst for massive change in the world? Unfortunately, I think all signs point to no. But what I'm curious about is, do you think that there are any ways that we can mitigate rock bottom to to create massive change before that pendulum has to swing. Yeah, I mean, it's a great point. I think you can find necessity through other people's rock bottoms, but I don't know that for most people, and Evan Carmichael has said this, he's been on our show a few times, your pain is your purpose. Like your purpose comes from your deepest pain. And for me, I believe if I had a level of self-improvement, self-development, I never would have got to the place that I got to. So I think you need some form of necessity. Maybe it doesn't have to be rock bottom, but there has to be something that is forcing necessity that you didn't have yesterday. Maybe it's not your own rock bottom. Maybe you see something that just inspires you more than you've ever been inspired before. Or maybe something happens in your family where it's not a rock bottom to you. I think there has to be a new input to create a new internal environment to create a new output. I wish it didn't have to be that way, but you've interviewed so many people, you know how it's just like those people, the people who make it to the top of the top have usually been to the bottom of the bottom. Yeah. I've, you know, and that's, what's so funny is because I think what happens is, and I don't know if this is your experience or not. I just stopped fucking negotiating with myself. I just looked at my life one day and was like, you are done. You're going to go and get help. You're going to go and be of service. You're going to go and do all these things that's led me down this incredible path that I'm actually nowhere near close to the goals that I want to accomplish in my life. But I, I just stopped making excuses. Talk to me because I, I, what I'm always fascinated, I ask a lot of people this question. 
how are you speaking to yourself? What was your internal dialogue like before and after that moment? Before it was victim, like not, not enoughness, not good enoughness, scarcity, no hope for a brighter future. Just a lot of negative self-talk, a lot of limiting beliefs. And I still have my limiting beliefs and I always admit that. I think it's important to be honest about that. Um, not a bright future, very little hope. Now it's interesting, Michael, because it's like in a weird way, I know that I'll be as successful as I want eventually. And that's just a strange existence for me. It feels like I'm breathing thin air more often than not. But now my self-talk, I guess the best way to put it, before I had a very, very fixed mindset. And now my growth mindset is the thing that I lean on more often than not. Um, I was on a call yesterday with a potential client. You know, we're talking 20, 30, $40,000 a year. And it didn't go the way I wanted it to. I got off the call and reflected and talked to Alan and I talked to my girlfriend and it was with the growth mindset of what can I learn from this? What is the lesson here? How can I take this into the future with me? Back in the day, it was if something goes wrong today, life is terrible and I have no way of recovering from that. So I think it's just giving me this, this level of certainty that it might not seem like it's okay. It might everything's crashing, but you have the ability to change the future, to change your own future, to change your trajectory because you worked so hard on yourself. Back then I had never read a book other than in school, but you know, I only read what they forced me to. I didn't know anything about self-improvement. I didn't know we were malleable as human beings and we could change our thoughts. I didn't understand the power of learning. So I don't think I had enough life experience to shift my thinking. And then like after a rock bottom moment, it's almost like in a weird way, the stuff that you go through on the way down to rock bottom is the same stuff that allows you to climb up from it. Now, if I took my life, obviously that wouldn't be the case and I'm, I'm gratefully here. But I think the stuff I felt on the way down is the same stuff I was capable of using to crawl out of that. I think that's why rock bottom can really multiply your journey. Rock bottom can put gasoline in your tank that you might not have otherwise. And yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting place to go for sure. Yeah. And, and I love that you said that and you, you brought up this idea about turning to education. You know, recently um, I had John Lee Dumas on this show and he was talking about the idea that when he was at his rock bottom, a guy who's built a multi, multi-million dollar business who has probably arguably the number one business podcast on planet earth, who all of these things he has in common with the same thing as people I've brought on the show, like Jordan Harbinger, people I've brought on the show like you or Alan or name anyone who's been on here where we have all turned to education as this source, as this mm. flame for creating the massive change for what's next in our life. And for me, it was when I looked and I turned towards personal development, here's what's really funny, man. I used to make fun of personal development. Same. Who the fuck do those guys think? Jumping up and down. Are you out of your mind? Now, I will say this. You see me at a conference. I'm going to tell you right now, Kevin, I'm not jumping up and down. Not my <laughs> vibe. But I will be there with a notebook. What do you think? Why did that shift for you? Like, 
was it for me it felt like fucking desperation i was like i don't know what else to do right mm -hmm. what what was it that shift because i know someone listening right now is in this position where they have ordered the book or they've they're late listen to the podcast and they just they cannot quite wrap their head around why personal development is actually so important. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great point. Um, my favorite quote, the biggest difference between the person you are and the person you want to be is your habits. The reason you have the results in your life is because you either don't know enough to do something different, or you're not doing what you know you should be. And for me, Michael, it was simple. I remember this, like, this is very, very you know, singed in my mind. I would see somebody drive by me in a Corvette or a Mercedes or a really nice truck. And my natural reaction was always to say, it must be nice. It must be nice. It must be nice. And I think I realized very quickly that like, they are just doing something different than I am. They're just running a different algorithm. They're just playing a different game. They didn't get, and maybe they did get lucky, but they're doing something. We'll be right back, but I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about the Think Unbroken six-week trauma healing coaching program. If you go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com, you can sign up for the six-week daily Think Unbroken Trauma Healing Coaching Program. In this program, we're going to go over the six principles of healing trauma, adaptation, understanding the impacts of trauma, how to become the hero of your own story, what to do next, and ultimately what it means to be unbroken. For more information about this six-week coaching program, which you can download as an app on your phone and take with you everywhere, no matter where you are in the world, it's interactive. It's built about giving you practical tools that you can use in real time. And if you're ready for what's next in your life, go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Again, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Now let's get back to the show. So it's easy to say it must be nice, but what if I get curious about how they got it? That for me was a very empowering thing of, I never felt like I knew enough in any regard. Like that's my kryptonite is lack of enoughness always. And it still is. We're interviewing amazing people like you. And it's like, am I good enough to be in this room? That's something I still struggle with 700 episodes, you know, a multi six figure business from our podcast. I still struggle with that, but I had to get curious about what are people actually doing to get the results? Because what I thought was going to work for me didn't. So I either do what I just did and expect a different result or I go get some more information. And I'm the same as you. I remember thinking Tony Robbins was a cult leader. I said that to Alan. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to read this book. Like I just have to feel good and things will happen. Cause that was my, that was the story I was telling myself like self-improvement. What do you mean? Like, how is that going to make me more money? Then when I started listening, I started to hear these commonalities and it was like interesting. So that's what these people did. Okay. And then I started to see more patterns. And for me, it was going from the victim of it must be nice, the scarcity of it must be nice to the abundance of like, well, let me ask this person how they actually did it and then take those lessons. Books are like the, the wildest thing in the world. It's any, you know, it could be somebody's year. It could be somebody's life and it's a three to six hour read and you can, 
take somebody's entire existence, all of their lessons, all of their experiences into yourself, figure out what works for you and then kick the rest. But like, it's such an interesting thing. It's such an interesting opportunity that you can read a book and encapsulate somebody's entire life and then use that for your own good. You know, it's, I didn't go to college, so learning wasn't valuable to me. I think that's the thing at the end of the day, Michael, I wasn't, I didn't value intelligence. I didn't value knowledge. I didn't value education. When I realized that what I was doing wasn't working and I wasn't getting what I valued, I realized it was probably time to look elsewhere. And that's what I did. Yeah. That's so interesting. Cause I, I did value education, but I valued it for being right. Mm. And that's dangerous. Right. Yeah. And, and so here's, what's really interesting as a child, I spent, and I, I say this jokingly, but I spent the majority of my childhood in the library because they had air conditioning mm. and we, we were in poverty. We didn't have air conditioning. Like we were fucking dirt poor. And so I would be in the library reading all of these books, mainly nonfiction, maybe mainly biographical sports books. Right. Mm. I mean, I read about Jeff Gordon and Reggie Miller and Troy Aikman, and I would be like, okay, this is really interesting. Like these guys have done these things, but then it would always be followed up by like, that'll never be me. Right now. A lot of that comes from our parents. That's enmeshment. That's grooming. That's trauma. That's abuse. That's, I mean, a teacher could say something to you in third grade that ruined your fucking life. Like, let's mm -hmm. keep it real because we're in our developmental years. And then I started thinking about education like this. I didn't graduate high school on time. They literally just handed me the diploma. I never went to college, but what skills can I learn? What skills can I learn that I'm interested in learning? If you were like, hey, man, I want to, I want you to take this course on like advanced algebra, I'd be like, nah, I'm good. I'll put zero effort into it. But then when you start moving towards the things that you're curious about, it's incredible how deep you will go in trying to understand them. Yeah. What do you think in your journey has been the most surprising thing that you've been able to prove yourself right on? Oh my goodness. Uh, I would say my ability to build a business. Uh, you're a podcaster, you know, it's like the, ch the odds of making money as a podcaster are very small. Like we're talking minuscule percentages and we've built a multi six figure business. And it's like, it blows my mind because I never thought that was possible. That, and I would say speaking, it's, it's interesting because I didn't have the self-belief to start speaking, but when I did it, I just never stopped. So in a weird way, I just have way more reps than other people, you know, between being on other shows and our show and speeches, like I have a thousand reps of speaking. That's the only reason I'm even remotely decent at it. So in a weird way, I didn't even believe I could do what I'm doing today. But for me, I force myself to learn what's necessary for the result. And I think that level of self-awareness is important. Like, I don't know a lot about cars. I don't know a lot about cooking. I don't know a lot about design. I know very little about things outside of my genius zone. I learned what I thought would get me the results that I wanted. And when I didn't get the result I wanted, I went back and said, okay, why didn't I? How do I learn that? I learned sales because I was broke. Like, couldn't afford Christmas presents for my girlfriend broke. So if I didn't learn sales... I was going to feel like I was letting her down. I learned leadership because we had a team. 
So a lot of my learning has been show up, take messy action, get sometimes a messy result, go learn, clean up, go learn what you need to know, go learn what would have helped you avoid this problem in the first place. But I also think it comes back to like, what result do you actually want? For me, it's just podcasting, speaking, coaching, and consulting, and then having an amazing relationship and family. So I do believe that's one of the things, Michael, is like the level of clarity you have for what you want in your future is going to determine the level of work ethic, the level of specificity, the level of all of that, the level of humility. That's another thing I'll say. And you've said this a couple of times throughout this when you're talking about mentorship and and being willing to ask. One of the things that I really try to practice is radical, radical, radical humility of like, I am blessed to have amazing mentors. I'm blessed to have a great business partner. I'm blessed to have an amazing partner in my life. I'm blessed to have an amazing community and a team and friends. And I think that I don't ever want to let myself forget that because I believe the level of self-awareness that I have associated with the level of current and future success is important. So I don't forget what it was like to not have it. And I just think that's being real with myself of, look, I am blessed to be where I am. And I owe a lot to a lot of people. That helps me with that level of, I have to keep learning. Like that's, that's what I did to get here. I wouldn't be able to stay at this level if I didn't know what I know. I'm definitely not going to be able to get to the next level if I don't learn what it takes to get me there. Yeah. And look, I, I think humility plays a really important role in our journey. And when I think about my own journey, the people I'm associated with, the people in my circle, my own mentors, I have mentors where people go, how are you in connection with that guy? I'm like, well, I had to do all these other things for the last 11 years to lead to this moment. Mm -hmm. And I think people get lost on that, where the fact that this is like, I love that there's a sign behind you that says that this is a grind. Like it really, truly is now hustle or execution. I know for folks listening, can't see the signs behind Kevin, but you know, life is a grind. Life is very much about tedium. You do have to do the same things repetitively. You have to, for lack of a better term, build mastery, become a high performer, show up, go to the course when you don't want to read the book when you don't want to execute when you don't want to right? Cause like, dude, to be honest with you, I'd rather be smoking a joint and eating gummy bears right now, <laughs> like for real. But how does that align with my goals? How does that help me change the world? And you mentioned clarity. And clarity is one of my favorite words because with clarity, we put our intentions and our attention and with clarity, like it's incredible what you can create. I think people get lost in clarity though, because they hear it so often. They're like, yeah, sure. I'll get clear about my goals. I want to make a million dollars a year. Well, are you really being clear about that? Because where's the rest of the roadmap? Yeah. Talk to me about clarity and and in depth the role that's played in your life. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think I think human beings set goals in one of two ways. They set goals based on what they think they can get, or they base goals set on what they actually want. And when you set goals based on what you actually want, I think it's important to have that level of super, super specificity. Sitting down and saying, like, okay, that's the result you want. That's the goal you want. 
but what is the experience of the goal? Like, when are you waking up? Where are you waking up? Who are you waking up next to? Making a million dollars is great, but that's only one. I mean, I don't even know what percentage it is. We break things into health, wealth, and love. So that's wealth, but that doesn't help you with health. And that definitely doesn't help you with love, especially if you don't learn what it takes to get there. So it's interesting because I think I got somewhat, I don't want to say lucky, but I'm blessed that I found podcasting as soon as I did and went all in on it because my level and of clarity and my vision for my future is an exponential level of what I'm doing today. I think with most people, the level of clarity you have is probably directly correlated with the level of belief you have in yourself. Because if you don't believe what you want is not only capable, but capable for you, then you're not going to take action. As a human being, you have to have a couple beliefs. You have to believe it's possible humanly. You have to believe it's possible for you specifically as a human being. And then the third one, you have to believe it'll be worth it. So if you don't know the deeper depths of like, why do you want a million dollars? Well, because I grew up broke and I didn't have that money. Okay, cool. Why? Well, because I think it'll buy me nice things. Okay, so maybe you're looking for significance. Okay, let's go deeper. Why else? Well, I know what it's like not to be able to put food on the table. Okay, so you're looking for certainty. You're looking for safety. Awesome. What do you want to do with your life though? Like when you get that million dollars, you're still going to have to do something every day. You're going to want to grow and contribute. So I do believe it's sure the goal set it. And you could say like, I want to make a million dollars. That's awesome. But what do you want your human existence to look like? What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up? I think what people do is they break it into one. It's either health. You know, I want to um, lose 75 pounds and I want to be in the best shape of my life. Like, that's awesome. Cool. They, they do love. I want to be married with kids and a family and a house. And I want a dog and a white picket fence. Awesome. Or they do wealth. I want to have a net worth of $60 million. Like awesome. But you're missing the giant pieces of the pie. Like you only have one pillar. And I think that's why so many people get what they want. And they, that pillar falls over because it's really a tripod. It's health, wealth, and love. And love can mean anything. Spiritual love, self-love. Health can mean mental health, all of that. And then wealth is how you make your money, how you spend your money, where you donate your money. But I just think it's the level of creativity. Don't, don't admit or don't say you have a goal because you think you have to have that goal. Decide for yourself, like, what do you really, really want your human experience to look like. If we were saying, paint me a picture of the future, you'd paint the entire thing. You'd paint, you'd paint the entire canvas. You wouldn't just paint one color or one line or the sun. Like You'd paint the entire thing. I think people just paint one color and they don't think enough about like what is actually possible for them in the future. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. And I look at that being a direct correlation of parts of my life, especially when I was younger, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to focus zero focus on this one thing period. And then it would come to fruition. And I would feel empty otherwise, because I hadn't yet started to move effort and energy towards the other things in my life. And I look at life as so as multiple, there's multitude of pillars that we can put our energy into. And you can shape your life. And it's going to take you seven years, 12 years, 15 years, 25 years 
years. I love what you said about this idea that you're going to continue to learn so you can go to the next level. And I think that's everything in life because when you're stagnant, right? This is what people say when they retire and they, and, and then, you know, they die shortly after they're like, I didn't have anything else to live towards. And I'm like, well, what I'm always thinking about is like, how do you create something in your life that is so practical and big and scary, or maybe even impractical that you continue to move towards it forever. And someone recently asked me like when I was going to retire, I was like, I don't even have that word is not even in my vernacular because I'm trying to create massive change. I'm trying to create impact in the world. And I love what I get to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you can get really clear about the life that you want to create and you accept the reality that there is no Disney moment, that no one's coming to save you, that it's going to take you a lot longer than you think, then you can really start to have forward momentum. One of the things I'm curious about as you continue to head into what's next, no pun intended, is what is next level? What is the idea? What is it you're trying to build? What does this look like? What is the future for Kevin? So next level is just the thought that no matter where you are, there is another place for you to go that is going to bring you more love, more joy, more fulfillment, more results, more success, more impact, more profitability, more health, like whatever that is for you. We all have the ability to improve as human beings. And that's a never, never, never ending process. So that's my idea of next level. What's next? Our goal and you spoke to this, Michael, it's an audacious goal that we will genuinely never hit because I don't think it's humanly possible. But our goal is to put self-improvement in the pocket of every human being on the planet for free seven days a week. So our podcast is always free seven days a week. If you listen, you'll have self-improvement in your pocket every single day. Um, and then it's also, you know, our goal is to travel the world and speak and bring a level of non-ego but truth. And we always say, and somebody gave us this compliment after one of our speeches. They said, what I really love about you guys is you're heart driven, but no BS. I genuinely want what's best for, if you're watching this or if you're listening to this, I genuinely want what's best for you as a human being, but I also want what's best for you enough to tell you the truth. And Michael, I love the fact that you don't sugarcoat it. This will take you years It'll take you a long time. It'll be a mirror of your lack and the stuff that you have to learn. It'll also be a mirror of the things that you're really good at. But next level in the future is the brand that helps people figure out where they are and where they want to go. And we guide them there through live events, through coaching, through the podcast, through speaking, through all of that stuff. It's just, I think it's time and our listeners are, are really a good example of this. Our listeners are primarily female. And I think one of the reasons is Alan and I try to live with a high level of humility, but also a high level of honesty. I want to give you the truth of what it takes. I don't want to sell you on something because that's not a good way to live. That's not value. The, the valuable thing to do is to tell you the truth. So that's what I see for us is the two guys who have the results that people think they want. And we tell you how we actually got those results. And then we help you get your own version of those results through communication, through practicality, and through a level of humility that attracts the right people in and filters the the wrong people out. 
Yeah, I, I have a huge amount of appreciation for that. And I tell people all the time, if you listen to this podcast, you would never have to buy a book. You would never have to buy a course. You'd never have to come coach with me. You never have to do anything. Now, of course, I mean, there's levels to it, right? But I, I do, I agree with you. Like, I want people to understand something. Like, I, I'm not an anomaly. I'm not somehow special. I'm sure you would agree. The only thing is like, A, I'm fucking crazy stubborn. That helps. But B, I've, I've allotted myself the space and the grace to recognize that this takes time, right? In the same way that I've gone through this tremendous trauma healing journey, it's taken me time to get to this moment where I could sit down and have a conversation with Kevin and be confident in the man that I am. Even though people look at me, they go, well, you're six foot four covered in tattoos. You can take on the world. Well, I go, well, 10 years ago, that wasn't true. Right. And so the thing is, you know, distill a tremendous amount of patience in this journey and the world on a long enough timeline can shape and bend and be exactly what you want it to be. Kevin, my friend, this is an amazing conversation. Um, before I ask you my last question, can you tell everybody where they can find you? Sure. So if you like what Michael and I talked about, Next Level University, every podcast platform in 4K, every episode's on YouTube as well. Uh, I am at Never Quit Kid. So I love the you know, you and I have a very similar style there. So never quit kid on Instagram and then nextleveluniverse.com is our website. You can find us over there. Amazing. Kevin, my friend, my last question for you is what does it mean to you to be unbroken? Being unbroken to me means having every, every, every single opportunity to quit and stay down, but finding a reason greater than yourself to keep showing up and keep improving as a human being. And then passing that on to other human beings and showing them that you remain unbroken so they can do the same. It's beautifully said, my friend. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, leave a review, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know what you think. Please do me a favor and review, rate, and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that on Broken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like, comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. 
And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.